0: Welcome to Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which is short for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter or at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you are so inclined. Welcome back to season five. This is episode two. We're going to be talking about rain on a tin roof for this one. Um, let me back up slightly. <laughs> you're like, we haven't even begun yet, and you're already backing up. This, of course, takes place after both Jealous and possess. although I think that when I had begun this one, I had only written Jealous. It doesn't really matter. Um, So, if you're not familiar with that one, go back and listen to the previous episode, or go read it. Either one, you're fine either way. It's super hot. You'll enjoy it. Um, This one is kind of interesting, because at the time that I wrote it, I did not know that in the romance genre infidelity is kind of tricky. Um, there's a lot of people who read romance who don't like infidelity, infidelity in any way, especially if one of the parties is married. Like, that is 100% not what they are here for. This hits that, so if you're like, this kind of behavior would upset me, then this is not going to be the story for you. Um, clearly, this is the one that I've summarized as Nancy chooses between Ned and Frank, which is both a misnomer and 100% exactly what is going on. Um, Yeah, and this is also a story that the first, the opening image is the one that came to me first, so everything else sprang from that. The first line of this is that every time they made love, he went outside and smoked a cigarette. At this point, you don't know who he is, Um, but he is Frank Hardy, and she is Nancy Drew, and he goes out, smokes a cigarette, and she can always smell it on his clothes when he comes back to bed with her because they're married. And he tells her that he has to go, and she says, Do you know how long you're going to be on this time? And he says that he's not sure, and it's the kind of lie that they perpetually tell themselves. Uh, she gets up the next morning. She gets her daughter, Samantha, who was her daughter with Frank, ready for the day. Samantha's about two years old. Side note, at the time that I wrote this, I had very little interaction with children, so while Sam is two years old, her behavior is kind of over the map developmentally, <laughs> I was like, so babyish," which now that I've had two-year-olds, <laughs> now I know what they're capable of, um, but yeah, um, Nancy gets Samantha dressed, and they have a really sweet relationship, the two of them, like, she talks to Samantha, and Samantha's happy to be with her, and she takes her out in the stroller. They're going to go grocery shopping. Um, they're going to a place that's near their house. It's cold outside, so she bundles her up and puts her in the car seat stroller, and then takes her in the car seat into the store, which how the fuck would I have known that then, but it's fine. Um, they go around. She sees another mother interacting with her children, and she's like, we're not going to be like that, are we? Because the other mother is like, has three children and is like very harassed and just at the end of her rope and Nancy's not like that, but she also kind of is in a certain way. She's not that like that with Samantha. She's never like that with Samantha actually. She's very, very loving towards Samantha. So she checks out at the grocery store. Everything seems normal. And then when she's walking out of the grocery store actually, um when she's hailing a cab so that she can take her groceries home. Um, she sees somebody in a trench coat who looks familiar, and he glances back, and she realizes that it's Ned, and she says hello to him. And that's where that chapter ends. The next chapter is a flashback chapter to explain how the fuck we got here, because, yeah, what the fuck? The beginning of this chapter is that Nancy, Joe, and Frank are in a train in Switzerland, I'm pretty sure. Brussels? It doesn't fucking matter. Um, Europe. (laughs) Europe. Um, They're plotting something Joe makes an excuse to go somewhere Nancy and Frank um make out a little bit And then both back up And they're like, oh, well, you know, we can't We're with other people And Nancy feels remorseful But she can tell very much that Frank does not Like, he, he doesn't seem upset That he's basically just cheated on his girlfriend, Callie But Nancy feels bad about it Like, not as bad as she wants to But she definitely feels bad about it uh, She's working with Frank and Joe a little while later, like a few months later. She and Ned are kind of on a break at this point. Um, they're going through a rough patch and she hasn't spoken to Ned in a while. She and Frank take shelter in a barn on some property while they're waiting for their extraction. Because, side note, Frank does a lot of spy work. <laughs> Frank does a lot of undercover work and um, support work for a group called Network, just to be as super generic as possible. So they do all sorts of like, oh, we're tracking down terrorists and all sorts of fun stuff that Nancy generally doesn't get involved with. Um, The thing about the super mysteries is that Nancy, Frank, and Joe always seem to be investigating cases which are intertwined in some way, like pretty much always. And usually Frank and Joe might be investigating like domestic terrorism or international terrorism or, you know, some sort of plot that's involved with some sort of foreign country. You know, the usual. Um, Yeah, so Nancy and Frank are alone in this barn and he takes the first watch and then he wakes her up and all she can hear is the sound of the rain on the tin roof, of course, when she looks up at him. And we fade to black at that point. Uh, Nancy returns to the States and it's about a month later when she just goes to the doctor for a checkup and the doctor is like, guess what? And she's like, no. So Nancy, um, Bess and Georgia actually that day were planning to go to Emerson to see Ned because like Nancy had decided that she wanted to patch things up with Ned and that she, you know, was upset that they'd been apart for so long. But yeah, she, um, she's like, no, we we need to talk, so she sits down with Bess and George, and she tells them what happened, and she, Nancy's upset, because she and Frank haven't talked since then, um, they had sex one time, Nancy's doesn't, Nancy regrets it, like, she doesn't, it's not that she was coerced, it's not that, like, it was rape in any sort of way, but it's very much like it was unplanned, it was spontaneous, it happened, and then he has never called her, talked to her, never followed up on it. He, he didn't say that he loved her. It was just, like, acting on the attraction between them. And, of course, like, Nancy had chosen Ned at that point. Like, she's had sex with Frank. She's like, huh, okay. And then decides that she wants to get back together with Ned. So she has a choice to make at that point. She's pregnant with Frank's child she's never had sex with Ned. Like, that's not even on the table. Like, he's definitely not the father of her child. Um, does she go to Ned and tell him what happened? Does she go to Frank and tell him what happened? Does she just wait it out? Um, the other possibility, which is for her to have an abortion, is not really discussed, actually. Um, I mean, it's kind of a nebulous. Do I just wait it out and see how I decide to go with it? Um, although I did write a prequel story to this, but we're not we're not discussing that yet. But where she puts that on the table, where she thinks about it for a while. Anyway, so Bess and George are like, well, what are you gonna do? Because there there is this kind of terrible other option where she, that she considers, where she's like, what if I went to Ned and seduced him and then told him I was pregnant and then he would think the baby was his and but she's she's not that kind of person so she goes home she calls Frank she explains to him what happened um he almost immediately flies out to where she is like the next day he asks her to marry him like it's very much like we're a we're obligated now he doesn't say that like When he puts the engagement ring on her finger, he says that he loves her, but he's very solemn about it. And Nancy's like, yeah, he doesn't love me. Like, this, he's doing this out of just obligation, that's it. Like, that's all this is. And she thinks about calling Ned so many times, but she can't bring herself to do it. And so, like, I think it takes him about three months, actually, to, to go through with the wedding, to get it all planned and everything. And so, so many times she thinks about calling Ned, but she just can't bring herself to do it. And then she looks down at... And she's married. She's got the ring on her finger and that's it. Like, as far as she understands, like, she's kind of closed that door. She knows that Ned's going to be so mad when he finds out. Like, how could he not be? How could he not feel betrayed by that? Even though they were kind of, like, not really speaking at that point. Like, they were not officially broken up. And she never went to him and talked to him about it. So... Okay. Um back to the present day, Frank goes out of town a lot, as you may have guessed, um, because he's on assignment a lot, and so after he and Nancy are married, they get an apartment, they're living close to his parents, because he wants her to have a support network, but also he wants to be close to his parents, of course, because, yeah, sure he does. Nancy is kind of managing, um, she's on antidepressants at this point, because, like, yeah, She looks around at everything and she's like, yeah, she's not at the point yet where she's saying that she fucked up. She's not admitting that to herself yet because she loves Sam intensely. Like, she has absolutely no ill will toward her daughter and she definitely is like, well, you know, I had to tell him that it was his daughter like I had to. But he's not there and he decided that Nancy needed to be the one to basically stay home with Sam all the time, that it was too dangerous for her to do detective work, that she was, you know, he, he fenced her into that, and so she, of course, is chafing and can't admit to herself that she's chafing because he's, he's cut herself, he's cut her off from everything that she loved, and she's incredibly upset about that, so she gets puzzle books in the mail, she does crossword puzzles, she does, you know, any sort of logic puzzles she can get her hands on. She's thought about a million different things. She's thought about maybe seeing if she can somehow get a PI license, but, like, I've actually looked at the requirements, it would be pretty tough for her to do it, especially while taking care of Sam. Um, So, yeah, she's doing everything that she can to possibly, like, get okay with what's going on, but nothing really is making it okay. She really wants it to be okay. So, um... She goes back to River Heights, as she she does pretty often to see her dad and to catch up with her friends, um, especially because if Frank's out of town, if he's going to be out of town for a significant length of time, she goes to stay with Frank's parents or with her dad. So this time she goes to stay with her dad. She makes a date to go out with Bess and George, um, and she says, oh, as she's lighting up at a bar. Because <laughs> again, the rules are whatever you want to make them in fanfic. Um, so yeah, I think actually after they're talking about it, like, Bess also lights up, because why wouldn't she, um, it's fine, so she's like, yeah, I ran into Ned, and they're like, yeah, uh, oh, you you did, huh, and she's like, yeah, he he looked good, and that was strange, and yeah, I'm glad he's doing okay, and they're like, yeah, we've kind of been keeping up with him, because, um, yeah, he's, he's had a lot of girlfriends since he was with you, and Nancy's like, that's cool, um, sure, because why wouldn't he have, I mean, it's been, it's been over two years, oh my god, so, so they're talking, and then, uh, somebody walks up to the bar and requests a Heineken, and it's Ned, and Nancy, of course, Nancy, Bess, and George immediately just go stone-faced, and they are like, oh, shit, and he's like, oh, hey, um, and at that point, actually, they kind of don't talk because, uh, he's, he's with a girl. He's with a woman. He's with a brunette woman with green eyes who is very slender and very sophisticated and makes Nancy feel like utter shit. Um, yeah. They go back to Bess and George's apartment so that they can talk. And of course, Nancy's a little bit blitzed by that point and she's smoking and she's like, yeah. So, wow, it was a, a kick to see Ned tonight. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Sure it was. And Nancy is nowhere near the point of talking about her feelings for Ned. So she basically spends the night on the couch and is like she reaches into her pocket actually to find something and finds Ned Ned's business card. And he's written his phone number on the back of it, his cell phone number. And she's really intrigued by that. She doesn't know what to do with it. She is not interested in cheating on her husband. That is not at all in her head. That is not a thing that she wants to do. But on Christmas Day, actually, (laughs) um, she's at Frank's parents' house and, like, they need some more ice or something and she decides that she'll go get it and leaves Sam there. By the way, Joe is a doting uncle. Uh, He brings Vanessa over, who is his girlfriend from the files as well. Um, They're just all having a great time. And so, you know, Sam is well provided for Frank is a good father to Sam, like, when he's there. Like, there's nothing weird about it. He's not abusive toward her. He's not, he doesn't ignore her or anything. He's, he's very good with her when he's there. It's just that he's not often there. Um, so yeah, Nancy makes an excuse to leave, and she actually calls Ned, which she's thought about several times, but had not followed through on, because again, she kind of feels like they've got some unfinished business, but also, is that a door you really want to open? So, she calls him, and she's like, hey, I just wanted to, you know, tell you Merry Christmas, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, thank you for calling, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, you're not going to be around here anytime soon, and it's like, actually, um, in about a week, I have a layover near you. We could have breakfast, and Nancy's like, oh, that, that sounds great. That sounds great. We should do that, and Again, it's kind of like this opportunity to wrap things up, maybe, but so she feels kind of nervous about it and also she definitely knows that she's not gonna talk to Ned when she's at her house. Yeah. So, uh the day comes. Uh she takes Sam with her because of course she does, you know, she's got nobody else really to leave her with. Um, they meet Ned, they go to a, a pancake house, which Ned loves pancakes in the files, loves pancake houses. He's just he's just always hungry, that Ned Dickerson. Um so yeah, so they're having breakfast together, they're chatting, and he's, it's very polite, but it's also very much that neither one of them really wants to bring up what happened. They just don't, like, Nacy doesn't know how to talk about it, and Ned clearly doesn't want to talk about it, and so it's just like, oh, you know, it's like we're old friends, like we'll pretend that we left this as old friends. Um, and so he's like, well, you know, have, have a good, yeah, and Nancy's like, yeah, and so she leaves Ned, like, drops him off at the airport, basically, and walks away feeling like that's the last time she's ever going to see him, and she's not sure how to feel about that, um, but when the cab drops her off at her house, the front door is open, and Frank's not supposed to be there, so she sees that, and she immediately calls the police and says for them to send out a bomb squad, because Frank deals with some really terrifying people, and she would rather be safe than sorry, so she freaks out, and after she's called the cops, she's called, I think she calls, um, Frank's parents as well, um, she calls Ned, and she's like, I need you to be with me right now, and he's immediately like, okay, where, where are you? I'll come get you. He takes a flight with her. They fly to Frank's parents' house, actually, um, he flies with her there. He, he, takes her on the airplane. They're sitting next to each other. She's like, are, are you going to miss your flight? And he's like, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. So they all sit next to each other. And Nancy has the realization that anybody around them would look over and see them together and think that they're a family. And she feels kind of bittersweet about that. Uh, she and Sam fall asleep and Nancy wakes up and realizes that her head is on Ned's shoulder and she's falling asleep that way. And she feels awkward about it. and He's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. So, they get off the plane, she thanks them profusely, and that's pretty much all they have time for, because, of course, immediately, Nancy's whisked away to Frank's parents' house, and she's incredibly pissed. Part of the whole reason that Frank has said that she can't work is because he feels like her work is too dangerous, but when his work does something like this, where his work puts them in danger, because she, she, like, starts shaking, she's like, what if, what if Sam had been there, what if I'd been there, what, you know, what would have happened, would they have taken her, what would have happened? So she's so mad, and she calls Frank, and she's like, you were supposed to be here. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's, This is horrible. And he's like, I know. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. They, they're going to check out the house. Everything's going to be fine. Let, you know, we'll, we'll move somewhere else that's we'll got better security. And she's like, okay. So they go house shopping. They actually find this house on a lake with a big tree in the yard, and it looks like a really nice place that Sam would like. And... And she feels good about this. It's kind of like a, a way for them to start over. And when they're moving, um, she packs up her antidepressants, which she's actually keeping in a Midol bottle with a red X on the top so that she knows what it is, because she doesn't want Frank to know that she's taking antidepressants. And he sees it during the move, like when he's helping her unpack, and he's like, oh, well, these are expired anyway. I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw them out. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine that'll be okay. Um, the next time she's in River Heights, because remember, she pretty much alternates, goes back and forth, so she goes back to see her father, and she comes out with Sam one morning to take her on a run. It's, it's kind of like sleeting outside. It's just not nice weather, and she goes outside, and she sees Ned jogging by her house, which, There's a joke between them because she's like, are you planning to murder me and still hold my money? (laughs) Um, Because that's a reference to a file that we haven't discussed yet. It's fine. Um, But Ned laughs and he's like, no, I just, you know, wanted to see you. I knew you were home. So they walk for a while. Sam's in the stroller with Nancy. so, So Sam sees him and she hands him her mitten. And Ned's just kind of—he doesn't quite know what to do with it. He thinks it's cute, but he doesn't really know what to do. So they're talking, and um, he's like, "I was really hurt by what happened," and Nancy's like, "I know. Like, I I know that I handled it badly. I'm really really sorry. Like, I never meant for it to happen this way." But they don't really have a lot of chance to talk about it. Um, they walk back to her father's house, and it started to rain, and she takes Sam inside, and she comes back out, and Ned's still standing there, and he's like, I don't think we should see each other again, and Nancy's like, look, I'm I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, I, uh, you know, I'd like to be friends with you, and he's like, I, we, we can try that, but I think it would just be a bad idea for us to spend time around each other, and Nancy basically says, like, i i understand like i what the fuck could she say really other than yeah yeah fucked up um so yeah she gets upset and by the time she looks back he's gone and that's it like yeah she she fucked up she fucked up so this is in the winter um we fast forward to summer and Nancy is preparing to go to her five-year high school reunion. Yeah! Um, I think it's five year. It's, it's one of her reunions. So, she's had Sam, so she's been out for at least three years. Anyway, this one is at a hotel ballroom instead of being at Wendy's house because, you know, we don't want to do too much th- files throwback. Um, Nancy is going to take her husband, of course, and You know, she's like, "You're you're definitely gonna go, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be there. It's gonna be great. You know, you get to show me off to all of your classmates. It's gonna be fantastic." And then, like, if about a week before, he brings her flowers, and she knows what flowers means, and she's like, "So, you're not gonna be able to go?" And he's like, "Mm, "Yeah, something came up." And she's like, "Okay." So, she goes to River Heights. She's trying to figure out what she's gonna wear, and she picks out the exact same black dress that she wore to her junior prom. And again, for context reasons, she wore that dress when she was with someone else, but she knew that she wanted Ned. Like, she wanted him to notice her. She wanted him to want her. So that's the dress that she picks out. And she tries it on, and she's like, yeah, I still look good in this. But she's also trembling. Like... She's not letting her think herself think about what this means she's she's just like, yeah, it's just i I still look good in this dress and it'll be fine and everything, but I mean it's not like that's gonna be there, so it's fine so um, Nancy talks to Bess, and Bess is like, yeah so i'm I'm bringing Brian. it's gonna be fantastic, you're gonna love him. he's dumb as a post um <laughs> and Nancy's like, "I look forward to meeting him. that's fine." I'll be coming alone since my husband is away on a trip, and Bess is like, oh, okay, okay. Um, So, yeah, um, George is actually bringing that. Side note, in my head, I think that this is mostly because Bess and George have realized how deeply, deeply unhappy Nancy is, and they're kind of hoping to, you know, give her a little nudge, you know, just a little, Um, yeah, so, because... Of course, if George is like, hey, would you like to come to our class reunion? Like, Ned knows that Nancy's going to be there. So, so they go out there. Um, Nancy dances with Don Cameron, who was one of her first boyfriends who she never really had strong feelings for. She was just like, I mean, I like he was a friend. So she dances with him. He's engaged. He's, you know, his life is going great. Um, and Nancy keeps staring at the door and waiting for Ned to walk through it. Like, she can't help it. She's just... You know, it's, it's terrible because she was like, I felt like I wasn't going to see him again. And now that I know he's going to be here. So he comes in with George. George looks fantastic. Ned, of course, looks devastatingly handsome because that's his one mode. Really. It's, is he going to look slightly rumpled and desperately handsome? Or is he going to look just devastatingly handsome in a tux? Like that's it. Those are your two choices. This time he's opting for a tux he walks in, um, he and Nancy see each other, Nancy, of course, has been drinking, (laughs) because why wouldn't she be, um, she's dancing with someone else, when Ned taps her on the shoulder, and is like, mind if I cut in, and they move into each other's arms, and he does the formal thing, where he, like, does one hand up on her shoulder, one hand at her hip, so that there's actual space between them, and so they're looking at each other, and she's like, yeah, um, it brings back memories to see you like this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it really does. And he's like, yeah, I thought that we were going to try to stay away from each other. And he's like, hey, well, you know, George invited me. So they're dancing. Um, And then he actually like draws her closer. So they're slow dancing with each other. And it's really nice. And Ned's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I could do this, but I really can't. Um, I need to, I need to go. And Nancy looks up at him because she's realized that he still has feelings for her. And that kind of changes everything. Um, Yeah. So he, he like gets away from her. She, of course, is just like going hot and cold, doesn't know what to do. Is just like taking it back because she's like, on the one hand, does it fucking matter if your ex has feelings for you? Because eh, on the other hand, like, she, he's the one that she chose. He's the one that she wanted. She knows that Frank doesn't have the same feelings for her that Ned does. So, so, um, Nancy decides that, hey, you know, this, if, if he's uncomfortable with it, then, you know, she may as well just leave it alone. Like, yeah, Mm-mm. but he comes back a little bit later, and they dance together, and he says for her to reach into his coat pocket, and she does, and she finds a hotel key card, and he tells her his room number, and he says, whenever you're ready, and so he makes his goodbyes and leaves the party and Nancy stays for a little while longer for plausible deniability. And she tells Bess that if anybody asks, I'm with you tonight. And Bess is like, Uh huh, okay. So Nancy goes outside, goes back into the hotel, goes up and to the room, opens the door with the key card and sees Ned in there. And she says, I thought that we decided we weren't gonna see each other. And he's like, I think actually he says that. And she's like, hey, you're the one who came to my high school reunion. So we're going to leave it there and come back after the break. Okay, so when last we left our star-crossed lovers, they had just gotten into a hotel room together. Yes! After the reunion, dancing and making eyes at each other and just generally being super, super into each other. Yes. So what happens that night is they do not have sex. I know, right? Plot twist. Um, so instead they just lay in bed together and hold each other and don't take clothes off because they don't want to take that step yet. Um, yeah, they just want to think real hard about things so they don't have sex. They just hold each other and they almost make out, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Um, the next morning Nancy's like, I just I wish that we had some more time together and Ned's like, Well, um, I'm gonna have lunch at an Italian place in Chicago. So, you know, if you happen to be in that area and Nancy's like, Okay, well I'll be there. So she goes home, changes clothes, and does a walk of shame. Um, yeah. They don't they don't do anything. The one thing that she does do though is she takes off her engagement and wedding rings and puts them on the bedside table, and Ned puts them in the drawer while they're holding each other, because we don't need those rings to see this, um, yeah, but anyway, so she goes home, leads a note for her dad, um, just to let him know that she'll be back later, she goes to the Italian place, Ned, yeah, Italian place, Ned's having lunch, um, he buys her lunch, they talk, and afterward, he's like, do you want to see my place, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I do, um, actually, before she meets dead for lunch, I always make a point of this. Whenever Nancy's with somebody else, like, there's always this feeling that she shouldn't be buying lingerie. So also because I was an idiot when I wrote this, um, she goes to Victoria's Secret or whichever lingerie shop she wants to at that point, And she tries on this really cute black lace set and puts it on. And she's like, yes. And then she cuts the tags off and takes this to the checkout. And she's like, okay, here you go which I think that they would probably frown upon or want to try that in real life. But this is fiction. So she's allowed to just pick out lingerie and put it on her body and just leave the store with it. It's cool. So she's wearing that. No reason. I mean, people just like to wear black lace lingerie for no reason. There's nothing that's going to happen. It's fine. Um, She goes back to his place. He's got hardwood floors and he's got rugs on the floors and she, like, looks around, and it's very... It feels very homey to her. Of course it does. That's where Ned lives. That's fine. Um, She goes over to the stereo, and she turns on the music, and it's, like, low and mournful, and she's like, yes. Um, they sit together. They watch a movie. Like, they just... It's like they're not quite ready to admit what's going on. And Nancy turns to look at him and she's like, look, I just... I just wanted to say I was sorry for how this all played out. Like Yeah. I I didn't want anything I didn't want anything to come between us and then it did. And I just didn't know how to tell you. So they're dancing together and of course by this point she's figured out that Ned's still has feelings for her. And he's like she finally looks up at him and admits she's like, I never stopped loving you and he just stops, stock still and doesn't say anything. And of course she feels like she's put herself out there and, and he's just not even going to react. So she like is starting to cry and grabs her stuff and goes to the door and that uh, comes over and stops her. And he's like, I never stopped loving you either. And it's like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Um, so she's like pulling the door open and he, he shuts the door and he takes her and pins her against it and like kisses her. Fiercely, as one does in this situation. Um, She's been kind of fiddling with her wedding rings, and so they kind of slide off her finger, and he takes them and throws them on the floor, because, yes, he does. Because we are not about subtle signals in this. We are going to just lean into this symbology. So he picks her up, takes her back to his bedroom. Um, Again, they have never had sex before. They have done things leading up to it, but they have never actually had sex before. Her first and only experience has been with Frank. In that way. So he takes her to his room, um, she takes her shirt off and he she's like, He he's never seen this on me. Like, basically I bought this for you. And of course, Ned's like, Yes. So they end up sleeping together, which um she mentioned something to him, she's like, you know, I've I've been waiting so long for this, and he's like, You this is not like the first time you've had sex, and she's like well, the last time I actually had an orgasm was when I was with you, and of course, Ned is both deeply flattered and has a lot of questions, um, but anyway, one of the primary rules of if you are going to cheat on your significant other with another significant other is the first guy cannot be pleasing you, so clearly that's what's going on here. In the romance novels, that is the only thing that justifies you cheating on your man is with a man who can actually get you off, so... That's what happens here. This is back before I learned how to write long sex scenes. So their sex is actually pretty abrupt and that it's like, they just cannot wait to get down to it. Of course he knows how to get her there because hello, this is her, this is a romance. Okay. But anyway, so she of course is laying there just completely beside herself. Um, there's a point where he's like condoms and she's like, are you clean? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, No, no condom because when I come, I want it to be you that I feel inside me, not latex. And he's like, "Yes, please." She's also on birth control; like, she's really, really clear about that. Like, as soon as she was able to go on birth control after she had Sam, she got on birth control. Yeah, because we we don't we don't want that to happen again. Um, yeah. So they take a shower together. They have shower sex, which I've heard is logistically nearly impossible. But hey, it's fiction. It's fine that shower sucks. It's good. Um, yeah. Um, she's like, you don't have a hairdryer do you? And he's like, no. Side note, I don't know if men own hair dryers. I just don't know. I thought that they just towel dried things and then just tousled and then they were good. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it depends on the man. Um, anyway, it started raining and she's like, I wish it were sleeting so that I have an excuse to stay here longer. And it's like, yeah. And then he looks at her and he's like, so this was a one-time thing. And Nancy's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm I'm not interested in being the guy that you are cheating on your husband with. Like, that's that's not the role that I want to have here. This was, this happened, and that's fine, but it's not going to happen again. And Nancy, of course, is just, it's not like she planned for this to be, like, the first in a series of cheating episodes, but it's also, like this felt significant to her in a way that like nothing else really has, especially in her relationship with her husband. So she kind of looks at Ned and she feels kind of betrayed by what he's done because it's like, didn't this mean anything to you? Like, uh, we just had sex for the first time and it was fantastic. And, and then we did it again in the shower and it was fantastic. And oh my God. And he's like, look, you, you made your choice. Like, we both have to learn to live with that, you, you did make your choice, and she looks at me, and she's like, I did, I chose you, which she did, but also she didn't, so, so she leaves, um, you know, because there's really nothing else to do at that point, Ned's like, we can still, like, talk to each other, but I, you know, this is not going to turn into a thing, like, th- this was a one-time thing, so, she doesn't tell anybody at all, she doesn't tell anybody what happened, she doesn't really want to talk about it, but she, and she doesn't, like, fantasize about Ned, she doesn't obsess over him, the next time she has sex with Frank, like, he's like, oh, you know, she feels sick after because she feels like she's cheated on Ned again, like, mm, it's just all really, complicated for her because she looks at the way Frank interacts with their daughter and like he he clearly loves Sam like he's very much devoted to her but Nancy also is like he's gone a lot of the time like half the time really and he's not here for her during the times that he should be she's got more frequent flyer miles than any three-year-old has the right to have because this story takes place over such a long time that she actually Sam actually has a birthday in there um yeah um so yeah so nancy goes back home and she keeps trying to put what happened out of her head and finds that she really can't and she keeps going back over it and she's like i'm married i'm married to the father of my child he doesn't treat me badly he's not abusive it's you know i need to just learn how to live with this and and that was right like the, you know it's not okay for me to do this but she's having a really hard time stopping thinking about him. Um, yeah. So they reach out to each other again, of course. And Ned's like, "I can't stop thinking about you." And Nancy's like, "Yes, exactly. Same. Yes, yes. Um, yeah." The next time, like they see each other twice after this, whenever she goes back to Chicago, like he he never says like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna be in New York again because that would be too awkward." So. The next time, and this is when he said, like, we can't see each other anymore, um, I think it's before they contacted each other again, when she was like, okay, I just need to leave everything alone, um, she comes to visit with Sam, she tells her dad that she's going to be leaving, and, you know, to go back to where she lives in New York, but she takes Sam to the park, and then she's like, do you want to go see Nat again, and Sam's like, yeah, yeah. And of course, it's like, oh, well, you know, I've got Sam with me, so nothing's going to happen. So we're just going to be like, it'll be like a friend date. And, you know, nothing, nothing's going to happen. So she goes to Ned's apartment and there's another girl there. It's been a few months since Nancy and Ned hooked up. Like, it's not like it's the next day. It's not like, oh, well, he just hopped off me and hopped right onto somebody else. Um, But Nancy sees this, sees that he's got a girl over, and she immediately is like, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have come, I just, you know, wanted to see you, and he's like, he's kind of and he's like, oh, well, you didn't need to warn me, it's okay, like, you know, you, you're always welcome to come here, so after Nancy, like, just walks away kind of, like, crying, um, Ned kicks the girl out, and is like, and he calls Nancy, and he's like, "How long are you gonna be in town?" And She's like, "I'll I'll be in town for a little while longer." So he says, "Okay, well, let's meet and have coffee." So, um, they meet at a restaurant. Um, Ned talks to Sam. Sam's really sweet with him. Like they're they're sweet together. Of course, of course they are. He's Ned. And, I mean, of course. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, well, you, you guys can come back to my place until you have to leave for your flight." And So Sam, of course, falls asleep while they're watching TV, and Nancy looks at Ned and realizes that this is never a thing that she's had with Frank, where, like, they're both watching Sam, waiting for Sam to fall asleep so that they can go have sex. Like, that's not the way that they look at each other or feel about each other. Like, she and Frank do have sex fairly regularly, but it's, like, never... And she even says this in the story where it's never a thing that she instigates or that she necessarily wants. Like it's not satisfying for her, so it's just like, ah, oh, you know, this is what people do. So after Sam falls asleep, they go back to his room and have sex again. Of course they do. Oh my god. Um, hello. Oh. Have we met? Um, and they're laying there in the afterglow, and he's like, just like dotting kisses down her naked body. When all of a sudden they hear Mama from the next room, and he's like, oh shh shit, and so she puts her clothes on really quickly, and Ned opens the door, like, he's, he's put his jeans back on and everything, and he's like, oh, well, your mom just had to use the bathroom, and so, you know, Sam's okay, because she's three, there's not a lot that she's probably going to say about this, cross fingers, um, also, Nancy, of course, took off her wedding rings for this, because that's what one does, one takes off one's wedding rings when one is going to have sex with one's old boyfriend, so, um, she gets cleaned up, and, they're, she's like, oh, we have to make our flight. And so they're walking out the door. She's like, oh, shit. And she runs back in to get her wedding rings because she forgot to put those back on. And that's like, oh, okay, um, shit. So he takes him to the airport. Um, Nancy looks at him and she's like, okay, now we both know that when you said you didn't want this to happen again, you didn't quite mean it. Like She doesn't say it, but she's thinking it real hard. And so they they leave each other and she's like, okay, so Mm mm-hmm, okay, yeah, we'll see how this plays out, they go back home, um, Nancy's still debating about what to do, she wants Sam to start preschool, she wants her to, you know, start having a life, and when she mentions it to Frank, Frank's like, oh, well, you just want some time to yourself, which immediately you want to just deck Frank, because he's a dense asshole, but, like, yeah, she's, she is a full-time mom. She's got, she is basically Sam's sole caregiver for most of the time. So, you know, hey, can I have a few hours? Just asking. Um, but Frank says he's fine with it, and Nancy thinks then that, like, she had already picked out the preschool that her and Ned's children would go to, like, back when they were still dating. There's a line in there where she remembers the first time that she and Ned ever got to third base and she cried because she thought that Ned wouldn't love her anymore because she wouldn't be pure on their wedding night. Like there's all this stuff, all this expectation that Nancy's built up about her relationship with Ned that she does not have with Frank. Like with Frank, it was almost accidental. It wasn't thought out. It wasn't intentional in any way and it's just like a thing a thing that she passively accepted was going to happen to her where where her relationship with Ned was much more they both had input on what they were doing. They both like decided together what they were gonna do. They set boundaries together and with Frank she doesn't have that. Frank basically just comes and says like this is how things are going to be and she just accepts it. There's also the added layer of Nancy's never had a like, marriage to observe, really, like, because her mother died so early, like, she didn't have that to say, oh, this is how married people act, it's like, oh, this is what Frank wants me to do, okay, okay, I guess I deserve this, because he knocked me up, so, yeah, good times, um, yeah, After this, um, Frank, of course, is on another case because Frank's always on another case. And Nancy goes back to River Heights because, like, she alternates between going to his parents' house and going to her dad's house. So she goes back to River Heights. She makes plans to meet up with Bess and George. Um, Bess is like, when they meet, Bess is like, okay, tell me, seriously, what happened with you and Ned? And Nancy's like, we did not sleep together that night and Bess is like, are you serious that you two did not sleep together that night, because I saw the way you were looking at each other, and I could have sworn, and Nancy's like, we did not, which is technically true, like, it was the next day, um, but again, she just doesn't want to get into it, so they're talking, they're shooting pool, they're drinking, um, they decide to go back to Georgia's place, Georgia and Bess are sharing an apartment, and George is like, man, we could play spades if we had our fourth, and Nancy's like, well, why don't you call Ned and see if he's available, and, like, Bess and George look at each other, like, yeah, you are 100% fucking lying right now. Like, you need to admit what's going on. One thing that Nancy does say during this conversation is that she thinks that Frank may be cheating on her with his previous girlfriend. Nancy has noticed that Callie, who is Frank's ex, um, sends Christmas cards every year, and she writes little notes to Frankenstein, um, Callie has never gotten back to, with anybody, um, she's really good friends with Joe and Vanessa, who are dating, she's, like, always kind of there at the fringes, kind of in a similar way to what Ned is doing now, except for Ned's not really doing it, like, there's a lot of Nancy pursuing him at this point, um, So yeah, Nancy sees this, and she's at the park with Sam, and she notices a girl who's walking close by who looks a lot like Callie, and then a few minutes later, she gets a message from Frank saying that he's going to be late for dinner, and she puts those two things together, and she's like, it's probably just a coincidence, but she kind of can't shake it, and part of it may be projection, of course, because that's what she's doing, is she's cheating on her husband with her ex, but she's, she's just not sure. Like, it's not like her relationship with Frank has ever been extremely passionate, so, eh. and on the other hand, like, it would kind of solve everything, if Frank was like, yeah, I've met somebody, and he's he's like, thank God, me too, but that's not what happens, so, so she, she tells Bess and George about this, and then she's like, you know, maybe see if Ned's available, and so they're like, uh, okay, they call Ned, of course, Ned's available, because that's how this works, he's also been drinking, (laughs) because again, that's how this works, so they invite him over, they play spades together, they fall into the same habits, and the same little jokes that they would have had, if whenever they were playing before, um, eventually, Bess and George both call it quits, and they're like, yeah, you know, you know, you can sleep on the couch, whatever, it's fine, and so it's just Nancy and Ned, who are up together, and that's like, so what, what would you normally do at this point, Nancy's like, well, they, they let me, sleep on the couch, which is, you know, it's fine. And that's like, um, I think we can do better than that. So they take a cab back to his place. And of course, as soon as they're inside his apartment, they're ripping each other's clothes off because hello, of course they are. Um, they have sex as many times as humanly possible, probably more than that. I don't know how many times humans can have sex in a 12 hour period. Um, yeah, but there's still this, like, they do admit to each other that they love each other. They've never stopped loving each other. But there's also this, like, you're clearly not about to leave your husband. Like, it's like this is doomed. This is just... Like, you should never have married this guy, but you clearly don't have the intention of leaving him. So the, it's kind of bittersweet because Ned says at one point, like, I wish that we could always wake up this, t- this way together in the morning. And then he, like, gets this half smile on his face, and he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just... Go make some pancakes. Like he doesn't have any power here at all, which is kind of interesting for their relationship. But so Nancy thinks really hard about it. She takes she takes a, a lot of time to think about it because she goes over everything in her head. And she's like, if I actually leave him, like she finally lets herself think about that. She's afraid of a lot of things. She's a, she has no no resources in her name whatsoever. Like she would have to go home to her dad and start over, basically. Um, she has Sam, but she's also afraid that if Frank found out what was happening, that he would sue for sole custody of Sam, and then he would give Sam to his parents, and she would just never see Sam again, really. She's also like, well, Frank is Sam's father, like, I should, I should do what I can to make this work, and then she's like, but Sam deserves to have a mom who actually is, like, functioning well, and is happy. And she deserves to have a dad who's there for her all the time, not half the time. And she's going through all of her stuff, like, trying to justify what she's doing and trying to figure out, like, what's the best thing for her to do. And she finally decides that even if she leaves Frank and Ned's like, I can't be with you, that that would be better than this. Because she feels like she's dying. So... So Frank comes back and empties out his suitcase and he's repacking it because he's about to go somewhere else. And Nancy's like, we never talk. And Frank's like, we talk all the time. And Nancy's like, but I feel like we don't really, we never finish a conversation. We never, you're never here long enough. So, she actually tells him, like, that she's been on antidepressants, that she's felt like she doesn't have any real place in her life, that she feels like all she does is take care of Sam, that she feels like that maybe he's still in a relationship with Callie in some way, and he does admit that, you know, they do see each other. He's like, We're, we are are still friends, and Nancy's like, yeah, but, like, I see the way that she very likely still feels about you, and she's like, I, I don't have any right to be jealous, but I kind of am, and she tells him, she tells him, basically, she does not ask him if this is okay, she tells him that she wants to go stay with her father while they figure this out, and she's going to take Sam with her, and she's going to put Sam in preschool in Chicago, and they will figure out what the next steps are going to be, but it, from one perspective, it doesn't really matter, because Frank's about to leave on another case, it's not going to be that different for him, (laughs) honestly, so, like, Nancy cries, um, Frank goes and hugs Sam really close, and he says he'll see her soon, and, you know, he's very attentive toward her, even more so than he normally is, but Sam doesn't really see anything different because, again, she flies to Chicago to see her grandfather all the time, like, this is not all that unusual, so, um, they get on the plane, Nancy feels really weird, like, she thought it would feel like a relief, but she also feels kind of empty about all this because she's, she's taking this thing, and she's just completely broken it, and it's not like she called Ned and said, will you take me if I leave my husband, it's like, no, I'm gonna do this, regardless of whether he's gonna take me or not, so, um, she goes to her dad, she hands him her wedding rings, and she's like, keep these in a safe place until I feel like I'm ready to return these to him, um, he's like, I'm, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you out, I know this is really tough for you, and and Nancy's like, yeah, and she's, she's crying, and her, her father's comforting her and everything, it's just like, she feels really bad, I mean, Sam is three, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be divorced, it's like, I fucked everything up, so, after everybody's gone to sleep, she leaves a note, and she goes over to Ned's place. She hasn't told him anything. Um, she knocks on the door, and he answers it. And she says, I've left my husband. And he just wraps her up in a hug. Which is the actual ending of the story. The epilogue to the story is about Ned eventually proposing to Nancy. Um, And this is after she's beneficially separated from Frank, and then once he's signed the divorce papers, which, because her father's a lawyer and because of the rules in the state of Illinois, um, they can actually get divorced before a year, um, they don't have to be separated for a year, and it's kind of like he, Frank is just admitting that, yes, everything she said is true, and yeah, we're just not compatible, um, so Nancy goes to Ned's apartment that day. She's already got a key to it the day that she's finally divorced, so she goes in and pours herself a drink, and Ned comes in and he's like, are you okay? Are you hurt? And she's like, no, I just, I really needed to talk to you because she says I was chicken shit the day that I found out. She's like, I was going to come see you. I wanted us to try again. Like, I I hated the way that things were between us. I had slipped up with Frank. I had had sex with him and I he had never contacted me. He had never called me since then. I didn't want to call him or contact him. It was just like this momentary mistake I made. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't know what to do. And I should have called you and I should have talked to you. Because things would have been a lot different if I had. So she basically says, I'm I'm just really sorry. And I'm just asking you to forgive me for not doing what I should have done back then. Because there's one point in the story where Ned looks at her and he's like, I had to find out what had happened through an announcement in the newspaper. Like, that's how divorced I was from what was going on with you, and that hurt so much, because I thought that what we had was more important than that, so, so, Ned's like, hey, you know, it happened, I I wish that we both could go back and do things differently, but, you know, it's fine, and Nancy's like, do you, do you still want me? I mean, I'm divorced, that happened, and I don't know if you want me and a a bossy little girl in your life, and that's like, "I, I love you both. I want to be in your life. I want that, so after she's been divorced for a year, um, Ned has proposed to her. It takes a few months after she's been divorced for Ned to propose. Um, they get married. Sam is their flower girl. They get married in the backyard of her father's house, she's not pregnant this time, and they're not rushing things this time, so things are actually much nicer, it's like, she doesn't have to have, like, the generic store-bought cake, she doesn't have to have a dress that's going to disguise the fact that she's pregnant, because she's not, um, yeah, and it's just really nice and sweet, and it's just everything that she really wanted her wedding to be, because remember, she had always pictured this with Ned, like, he was always the guy who was supposed to be there, and so now he finally is, and so the story ends with them in the hospital because Nancy is giving birth to their first child together who is a son who she names after Ned. She gives, she calls him Cole, which is from Ned's middle name from the original mystery stories because they, they have an end joke between them about Coleman being his middle name. And that's how it ends. That's how that story ends anyway. There are many, many stories to follow that one which discuss what happens after... Actually, it mostly picks up with what happens after Nancy leaves Frank. There's also some prequel stuff in there about what Ned was up to when after he found out that Nancy had clearly fucked Frank and gotten pregnant by him. Um, So that's a fun conversation. There's also another story that deals with the night that Nancy finds out that she's pregnant and how she decides what she's going to do. So, yeah, there's a bunch more to discuss in this one if you're interested. Um, as usual, if you enjoyed it, if you want to hear more about this one, let me know. But otherwise, we'll pick up with another story next week. Oh my God, I don't know which one it's going to be yet, but I'm super excited. It's going to be another starter to another series. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to see where we go with this. So as always, my friends, stay sleuthy.